Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the Jane Anderson Brand You Show where we talk all things personally branded businesses and as you know we talk about that people buy from people and we believe that people buy from people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so grateful to have you here today. We have a very, 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 very special guest who I am uh, about to introduce. But before we do that, what I'm going to do is just really wanted to, first of all, start to help you really think about in a couple of the latest podcasts, we've talked about intentions for 2017. This podcast will be around out around that, uh, that kind of time, early 2017, and really want to talk about just really about your intention and aspirations under yourname.com because, you know, I think people that I speak to from 2016, they say I get one of two responses. One is either, oh, thank God it's nearly over or, my God, this year's been insane. Where could I possibly, you know, focus my energy for 2017? And I think uh, our guest today is really going to inspire you on on what's possible. Uh, before we get into that, I wanted to share with you a couple of things that are happening that uh, with the time that this podcast goes out, there are going to be three major things that are going to be coming out that will help you this year. Uh, so if you jump onto the jane-anderson.com website, of course, you may have heard about the uh, Influencer book, which is the uh, 12 Secrets to Explode Your List, Skyrocket Your Leads and Supercharge Your Visibility. So you can jump on the website. That'll be my focus really this year is to help you with some of the really step-by-step strategies to make that work. You will also be able to uh, jump on and uh, access the tool that I've created, which is the lead generation indicator. If you jump onto the Jane Anderson website, you'll see that you can enter your details and you can get a free uh, mini report. You can pay to get the full report, which is 15 pages, but the mini report is two pages. You can access it for free and it's really going to identify exactly where are you in your lead generation activity right now and where are your gaps and where do you need to go from here so it's a really exciting project that is uh that will be on, is on the website now and of course the last thing that will help you make all the mechanics of this stuff work is uh the influencer institute you can jump on the jane-anderson website and the influencer institute is where you can go into access uh, where it's a forum and a community that you can access but i'm going to teach some of the really, I get asked some really mechanical type stuff, which I love, like, how do I split my database? How do I, uh, how would I run a webinar? Um, you know, just some of those, um, what might feel like mechanical basic things. But sometimes I think one of the things people come to me for is that they say, 
I, I come, I'm coming to ask you the really dumb question. <laughs> and this is the place where you get to ask the dumb questions, but they're not dumb questions because you'll find everybody else is having the same problem. So that's uh, on for 2017. So make sure you jump on there. Now, without further ado, I really want to get into today's exciting uh, webinar, uh, sorry, podcast. I've been running webinars, keynotes all week, even my voice is going. Uh, but I uh, wanted to make sure that we get uh, into the podcast today and we have one very special guest and I'm so excited that we get to interview this, this gentleman today. So we have Chris, the one and only amazing Chris Ducker on the podcast today. Chris is a serial entrepreneur. He is a keynote speaker and author of the bestseller Virtual Freedom. He's originally from the, from the UK, but we won't hold that against him. That's okay. Um, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> it, we, we take him kind of as if he's a semi-Aussie anyway, I think. Uh, uh, originally from the UK, Chris has lived in the Philippines for the last 15 years and he hosts the annual Tropical Think Tank Mastermind event. So, And he's founded several businesses which have combined have a combined house of over 450 full-time employees. He's also a very popular business blogger and podcaster at chrisducker.com and he's the founder of the personally personal branding business community upreneur.com. Please welcome Chris Ducker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I tell you what, that was such a good intro. I feel like I should pay you to sort of just follow me around everywhere and just introduce me to people. <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> I'm a closet MC, I think, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. Any, anybody that yes. likes to be behind a microphone or in front of a microphone is, is, is a closet MC. <laughs> I think so. Chris, so grateful to have you on the show today. Um, I've, I know myself and a lot of personally branded businesses particularly in Australia, we've got um, thousands of followers all over the world. Uh, but I probably have, I remember the first time I heard about you through um, through Dale Beaumont with uh, Business Blueprint and Matt Church here, the founder mm -hmm. of Thought Leaders Global. And, uh, you know, you have a phenomenal reputation here amongst thought leaders and you've helped a lot of them really get off the ground with their businesses. Chris, um, where do we even start? I'm like... Tell us Wherever about, you want, you're the boss. I know. It's so, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm in so much admiration of you and I've followed you for some time. Um, Chris, can you tell us a bit about, because there may be some people on here who are fairly new to this journey. You know, some of our listeners are leaving corporate and they're finding their way a little bit with this. So can you tell us a bit about your journey and the type of business that you have now and who you're helping mostly now and how you do that? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the journey is long and varied. I'll try and kind of keep it as short as possible and as, as focused as possible for your listeners as well. Um, but ultimately, what I am is just a sales and marketing guy. That's it. Uh, I, don't, I don't try and, uh, you know, sugarcoat what I do or anything like that. Ultimately, what I do is I help personal brand business owners build successful profitable long game businesses that's it so i work with people like um authors and speakers uh, bloggers podcasters experts consultants coaches that sort of type of mob uh, that are all about really helping um helping the people that they come into contact with become better at whatever it is they're helping them do based on their 
experience and their personality and the people that they want to serve. That's it. Um, that's what I focus on from a business point nowadays. Mm. The background is sales and marketing. I left um, university, much to my father's dismay, to start <laughs> as a telemarketer for a publishing company in London. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with that company for almost nine years before I came out here to the Philippines. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been involved in a lot of different industries over the, you know, over the years in terms of live events and, and publish, you know, publishing and, and really just focusing in on the marketing angle across all brands at the end of the day. I mean, we've done, I've, I've helped get products into stores in Belgium <laughs> and I've helped write scripts for infomercials in America. You wow. know what I mean? Like, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. But right now, the business model is very simple. Right now, the business is, um, you know, a large call center, almost 500 people now, actually. Um, We have Virtual Starfinder, which is the VA recruitment hub. We have Youpreneur.com, which is my main online business focus, which is the online, uh, you know, personal branding community. And then um, everything that the blog and the podcast uh, has to has to come, you know, come into play with. There's a new YouTube show coming called Ducker Zone, awesome. um, which is a kind of going to be kind of a uh, a Q and A type vibe, um, and uh, it's yeah, it's exciting times. We live in very very exciting times for the for the personal brand entrepreneur. Mm. And Chris, uh, you know, you've had even just you like your own journey out of being able to support. Uh, businesses, but particularly personally branded businesses with you set up a virtual star finder. So you understand those real mechanics in behind the scenes that make the whole thing work. And at the front end, everybody goes, oh, that looks easy. I can do that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But you've, you've got that real background uh, context. And then uh, you were, uh, and you're still the CEO for that company. And then yep. you've made the shift yourself into you've always had sort of that personal branded uh, business and understanding of all that, but now you've just taken it to a whole new level with yourname.com. What what's made you decide to do that yourself? What are, what did you what have you been noticing to realize that that's the way to go? Well, I, I started blogging and podcasting seven years ago, mm. um, and so you know it's mad to say like in the online business space, I'm a veteran based on yeah. seven years. Like it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, things were a lot different back then. Um, the, the personal brand name or, or the, dot, you know, the yourname.com, yes. wasn't, there wasn't that many around. No. There really wasn't. Um, and my first domain was virtualbusinesslifestyle.com. Oh, right. Uh, and that was where I blogged and podcast on kind of removing myself from my own corporate business yes. that I own, that I still own. Um, and, you know, kind of the journey that I was taking on that in terms of delegation and productivity and outsourcing and all that kind of stuff. And that really put me on the map. But what happened was going into 2012, I, I, I got my first big keynote in America. Now, I've been speaking in America for a couple of years, but this is my first big keynote, 800 odd people, Las Vegas. And I, I asked, because I'm the kind of person, I, I have no problems at all asking, even if you're on stage in front of 800 people in the middle of a keynote, I asked all that, like, when you think of me and what I do, what is it that comes to mind? Um, and not one of them not one person, and I asked maybe seven or eight people from the audience, not one person said 
virtual business lifestyle. They all said the Chris Tucker blog or the Chris Tucker podcast. So the personal brand had already started to be built, but I was very much unaware of it at the time. And then the book deal came along for virtual freedom and they weren't interested in my website called virtual business lifestyle. All they were interested in was my following was my email list, was my brand, and the community that I built around me. Like any traditional publisher, they don't care about your book. They don't (laughs) care about your message. They don't. All they want to do is make money off of your work. And that's why self-publishing is so attractive to a lot of people nowadays, particularly people with big, big lists, because they can end up making a lot more money, and they keep 100% of the control. So, you know, obviously I signed the deal. I did the book. It did very, very well, but it soon became very apparent to me that the focus that I had taken on VAs and outsourcing was not really what my heart was no longer in it. It wasn't what interested me or excited me anymore. And so we switched over from virtual business lifestyle to Mm chrisducker.com. And the main reason behind that was that it gave me the flexibility to leverage the art of the pivot yes. as an entrepreneur. Um, and I knew that, you know, I could write about bloody anything at ChrisDucker.com, <laughs> right? And I do pretty much write about anything at ChrisDucker.com. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, somebody, uh, uh, somebody referred to it not so long ago, and they called it a thought leadership blog. And I think that's pretty spot on. I don't claim to be a thought leader. Um, I just claim to be a guy that has been, you know, very humble in making a certain amount of success out of what he's done. But if people want to call me a thought leader, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I talk on that blog, I talk about everything from banishing fear right the way down to productivity and, you know, team build. It's a lot. It's a mishmash of everything that I've been through and continue to go through. Yeah. And so the personal brand for me, that, that focus has opened more opportunities uh, or more doors, given me more opportunities. It's It's brought about closer, more um, intimate relationships with the people, not that kind of intimate, um, but <laughs> intimate relationships with the people that I've come into touch with. And uh, it, it genuinely has, honestly, I would say this, it's a bold statement, but I would say developing my personal brand has been the biggest differentiator in my success. Right. That's a big statement. And coming from yes. someone like you who, you know, the stages that you're on, you're on stages with like the Lewis Howes and the and the Pat Flynn's and, you know, you're up there with all those big personally branded businesses and, you know, that's the challenge, isn't it, around, well, what is it that differentiates you? And at the end of the day, it's you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why yeah. I say, you know, and, and Sally Hogshead, yes. uh, I'll paraphrase her a little bit. One of the biggest, uh, or the, the, the quotes that I like from her a little bit, she says something along the lines of being different is better than being better or yes. something like that. Yes. And it's very, very, very true. Um, and let me tell you, when you're on stage with people like Lewis yes. and Pat and, you know, Gary and all these other people that are out there, yes. you, you can't get up on stage with the same shtick. No. <laughs> That's right. right. You need to be different. Now, I have I have a little bit of a feather 
in my cap when it comes to these big names in the United States. Yes. And that is because I'm not American. Yes. I'm a Brit. Yeah. And I use that to my advantage. I always believe that you should use what you've got to get what you want. Right. And I do use the, the Brit angle very, very heavily in the United States. Right. It doesn't work in England, no. obviously. <laughs> But um, but I can use it in the US. So, you know, you're up on stage and you're, you know, dropping the odd bollocks or the odd bloody or arse and all these sort of things. Awesome instead of awesome and all that kind of stuff. And they eat it up in America. They eat it up. So, you know, I can get away. I think I get away with hamming it up a little bit in America more so than I would elsewhere. Mm. But again, you know, that's that's somebody who's in tune with what they can do and, and how they're going to do it in certain territories. And um, in in America, I play I play the Brit very hardcore, yes. without a doubt. In Australia, when I'm yes. in Australia, I play the crafty, cheeky Cockney kind of <laughs> a little bit because everybody likes like you talk a little bit like that, mate, didn't you? Back in Australia, they like that. They do, you know. So I can, you know, I, I play. You, you've got to do what you've got to do to stand out. Yeah, and I, I think that's so true, Chris. You know, I think something that you do really well when I watch, uh, and this is something that I've that I've talked about in the book and in po- blogs and podcasts, is those three levels of even just how people get to know you through social media and that that intimacy. If you look at Chris, you know, what I love about Chris is that, he, you know, if he, you've got that visibility so you keep connected to people. Then you've got the credibility through what you have to say, and particularly I think if I watch it with your videos and your um, uh, your show coming soon, but you've, your unique angle and your insight and that comes out regularly. But I think one of the things that a lot of people forget is that top bit, which is the personality. And uh, and it's, so they focus so hard on, oh, I've got to keep visible, I've got to get my thought leadership out there and get my blog every week. But there's a three-dimension that's got to come out and that's your uniqueness and what makes yes. that message different. And that's yes. what I love about what you do, Chris, and you do that across multiple platforms. You've got video, you've got podcasts and you've got written and you've got visual storytelling. So um, you really are the master of that. Do you have a, you know, are you quite strategic in how you specifically do that or did you did you sort of fumble through it and then you realise, oh, there's a bit of a system here? Or oh, I, I love that? a good fumble. Uh, <laughs> I, I fumbled like mad for a few years. Um, and then, you know, and then you figure out what works, where, where the stickiness is going to be and where where things are just going to slide right off the edge of the wall. Yeah. Um, I mean, I yeah, I fumbled around a lot for right. a few years, and we tried everything. You know, I tried blogging three times a week. I tried blogging once a week. I tried podcasting twice a week. I tried podcasting three times a week. Um, and, all, you know, I tried doing a lot of video. I tried doing no video at all. I tried <laughs> lots of live video. Um, you've, this is the thing. We live in such an incredibly fast-moving world when it comes to all this stuff that we could ultimately do there's a lot of bells and whistles people feel like they need to do it all that's not true what you need to do is focus on the tasks and the activities that are ultimately going to bring the best return on that investment to you and your business and to your community but in that order to you yes your business and your community and i'm quite unabashed when i say look you have to be a little bit more selfish 
than a lot of people claim that you should not be. Yes. Because if you aren't focused on you, if you aren't focused on your business, mm. you can no longer serving that community That's because you're going to go out of business, plain simple. Yeah. So get selfish, make money, yes. sell stuff. And if people don't like it, then they won't buy it for Christ's sake. It's really that simple, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm all about wanting to make sure that I serve my community and that I'm out there, but I am quite strong-minded. I am quite strong-willed in, in my mindset and my thought process on a lot of things. And uh, if I get into, you know, a bit of a, a, a social media, um, not argument, but a little tater tate, then so be it. Yeah. Uh, just recently, I did a blog post on Brexit. Um, right. I have a big UK following. It's not as big as, as the US, but uh -huh. it's the US, the UK, and in very closely behind the UK is Australia uh -huh. uh, And in terms of readership. And so, you know, a lot of people ask me what my thoughts were on Brexit. And I sat on it for a while because I haven't lived in the UK for 16 years. Yeah. I am actually moving back there next year. Are you? Yes. Oh, wow. So that's not super, but you get a bit of a, of a scoop. That's ridiculous. It's not a scoop. Where's Chris I'll living? That's not a scoop Chris, in the grand okay. scheme of life. That's not a scoop. But no, we, we've decided to move back there next year. So um, wow. I, did a, I did a piece on Brexit. Uh -huh. And all freaking hell broke loose on, on my Facebook page. I think somebody picked it up somehow and then shared it on some anti-Brexit Facebook group or something right. because I was just bombarded with people that were upset with me. Right. Um, and, you know, they, and almost all that, you're not even living here. You've got no right to talk about it. So I, I just reply back saying, well, number one, I do. I'm British. And number two, I'm moving back there next year. So that's how much I think it's going to bother me. Yeah. And so, you know, my wife summed it up perfectly. She said, people are quite negative in England, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, darling. Yeah. If there was an Olympic event of never, you know, if it was like the negativity event, we yes. win gold, I think, every bloody four years. But no, I mean, look, it's, it's, a, um, it's, it's a mindset thing. Yes. I'm, a very, I'm a very positive person. And I believe that Brexit or a change of president in the US or something happening with a local government in Australia, it doesn't matter where you live. Change is a given. It's going to come our bloody way. You just have to roll with the punches and don't let it affect you. And that's one of the other reasons why building what I call the business of you, yes. building the business of you is a great, great way to 100%, 100% protect your future. Absolutely. Because there's only one you. There's that's only one right. you. It can't be copied. No. People can copy your product, your product ideas or your taglines or your color scheme on your website. Good God, that happens to me every bloody day almost. <laughs> they can do all these things, but they can't copy you. And no. there's only one you. And that's why the business of you is 100% original. It can't be copied. And um, that's the closing line on my business of you keynote. Yes. People always love it. I pretty much always get a staying ovation from it yes. because it, it just rings true with those kind of right audiences, you know? Yes. Yeah, and it's so true. Is I came out of, I did a marketing degree and then came through into career management and I realized that I was, I was doing career work with people. I thought, hang on, most of my time is spent helping people realize that there isn't a job necessarily for future uh, for, or for life. And so, but the problem was when I was working with other career practitioners and even in the career industry was that the, and there was a, uh, a guy, his name, he was speaking at the career practitioners 
conference here in Australia, and uh, this was two years ago, and he said the biggest challenge for career practitioners for the future is that they need to teach people entrepreneurship and solopreneurship. And he said, but the biggest problem is, is even for career practitioners, they don't know how to do that themselves. Mm. So... Uh, so I, it was the biggest wake-up call for me. It was the, like one of the – I was sort of a couple of years in, but I went, oh, well, if you want any more evidence than that, here's the world-leading expert <laughs> in career development saying we're looking at the wrong thing here. We've got to go over to protecting – if you want – you can't ask for better protection for yourself and better investment in yourself than yourname.com. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's why, you know, I, I – I, I've snapped up all of the domain names for all of my children, yeah. all the dot coms, yes. um, you know, with, with literally 10-year auto-renews on it so I don't bloody forget or something. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got to do these things. Um, I, I truly believe that there is no better way to protect, proof your future than to invest in you. You know, I get, I get my, you know, my, my, my bank, managers and investment managers you know they come to me with all these investment ideas and oh it's it's you know it's relatively conservative and and blah 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 and you know you'll only be locked in for three years and you know it's an x amount of investment and blah blah and i turn around and say look you can't expect me to lock up for example 50 grand for three years to make myself five thousand dollars <laughs> like that's just stupid that's stupid i can yeah. run a live event that's with right. 50 grand exactly. and make myself at least 25 grand in profit. That's you know right. what I mean? Like, you, you know, it's very, very hard. It's very hard to convince somebody who has that much confidence in their ability to serve others yes. to invest money in something other than serving others. Yeah. Yeah. And even, I don't know if you find this, Chris, do you find people say to you, uh, you know, well, you can't sell a personally branded business. Why would you do that? You know, um, and which is quite often around that whole um, future business or being able to, yep. you haven't got an exit strategy. Uh, and, you know, there's a whole other space in that. But do you get that uh, people I get it all the time. You? And what and, do and you I, say? I, I say the same thing every single time. Look, if I, if I wanted to sell a business, I would not have built a business based around me and my brand and my yes. experience. Yes. I've got other businesses mm. that are not based around me and my personal brand that I could exit from at some point. And I have even entertained offers in the past yes. on exiting. Although, you know, I, when I sell a business, I will sell it. I ain't giving it away, yes. right? So that's yes. the reason why I still own them. So, no, I, I, I am a strong believer that you won't even begin to build out your personal brand online or offline for that matter, you won't even begin to do it if you're the kind of person that's going to think about exiting from that business at some point. Here's the other thing. The reason why is because I'm building the business based around my experience and how I can serve people. Yes. We've got to serve before we can sell. Yes. You serve and then you sell. Yes. People have got it asked backwards. They're going out at it at the other in the other direction where they want to sell, 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 and they don't care so much about the serving thing. If you want to sell, then you must serve first. Yes. And because of that, I think that is you know that that is something that is some people like us we're acutely aware of the fact that we yeah. understand the importance of serving and that that no like and trust that you mentioned there I'll spin that 
a little bit. I think that's changed in the last few years. Right. It's not just about knowing, liking, and trusting. It's about knowing, loving. Yeah. Trusting. We yes. have to become somebody's favorite. Yes. In order to create the relationship that will ultimately end with them opening up their PayPal account to us, right? So right. it's about becoming somebody's favorite. And you can't do that when you're just liked. I think you've got to be no. loved to do that. That's so powerful, Chris. You've got to be someone's favorite. And yes. that's like the, like, it's not just that they like you, but you are the favorite. You are the one person that they remember, that they know, who they follow, who go, who they say, if, do you know someone who does this? And we talk a little bit about um, referrals and who's the person that comes to mind. And I think even Matt Church talks about the thought leader. It's not about knowing something. It's about being known for knowing something. And uh, and that's that whole, Absolutely. I love that language they use around favorite. I hadn't thought about it that way. Oh, yeah. No, and I got that from, I, I wish it was my own, um, but I actually got that from my very good friend, Jay Beer, mm -hmm. uh, who is probably one of, the most incredible keynote speak speakers I've ever seen in my life. Right. Uh, we were at dinner. Uh, I think it was, I'm going to say it was Vegas. It might have been San Diego. I can't remember now. But um, and we were there and we were having dinner and, you know, the wine's flowing and, and you get, you know, you, you get loose, don't yes. you? You know what I mean? And then so he said something along the lines of, you know, we, we're just, we're all scrambling, Chris. We're all scrambling. We're, we're scrambling to become people's favorites right. is what we're, we're doing. And, and so I, I've spun that a little bit. We say we have to become, our mission should become or should be to become somebody's favorite, favorite podcaster, yes. favorite YouTuber, favorite blogger, favorite Facebook live personality, whatever it is, we've yes. got to become somebody's favorite. Yes. Um, and once that happens, the doors break down or the walls rather break down and they start to open up. And when people start opening up and you start asking the right questions with open-ended answers, yes. information flows. Yeah. And that information, particularly in this day and age when people are a lot freer with their personal information than they used to be 10, 20, 30 years ago, yes. when that information starts flowing, what happens, something very, very special and very unique happens. And that is that they tell you what their problems are, what mm. they're struggling with. Yes. And then it's down to us to serve them in a way that will allow us to be able to provide the solution to those problems. Yes. And the beautiful, the conclusion to all of this is that when you, when you provide solutions to people's problems in the right way for the right reasons, you then get the right to put a price tag on it yes. and make money. Uh, and if you try and do it any other way, you're asked backwards. You, yeah. You've got to, you've got to turn that. You, you've got to really genuinely think differently about it. Yeah, and I think there was a a book that I was looking at. It was an, a book from I think it was back in the eighties, and it was um, Magnetic Marketing by a guy called Dan Sullivan. I think it was, and he said, you know, and even back then, like that, this was written long before uh, we've had the internet or anything like that. And even he said back then. If you want to be able to build that trust and that connection, the fastest way is to educate people. Yes. And, now, yes. and the best way to do that because you're offering help, you're serving, you're offering support. And Chris, uh, one last question. I'm very mindful of your time. Um, what I'm curious to know is your opinion on um, 
I am often out working with, like you, where we're out working with speakers, authors, experts in their field. And then I'm also often working with corporates and uh, I'll have experts in their field or internal experts in corporate. And these are big organisations and they're uh, they're trying to leverage the expertise of the individual in their organisation. I'm finding they're still quite behind in that thinking because there's a fear that if we put people in front of the big brand that we have, that they're going to leave. We don't want our people to get bigger than us. And my experience is now that the youpreneur uh, or the solo, uh, the, entre- uh, the personally branded business has got the biggest advantage right now because of that thinking. Is that mm-hmm. what you're noticing as well? Yeah, I'm noticing, you know, like you say, the companies are apprehensive in kind of putting people front and center. And because of that, the youpreneur, and, and that is a term. I mean, I coined yes. it, I use it, it yes. that's what we are. Yes. We're personal brand business owners. The youpreneurs are taking over because yes. there's less competition. That's right. If, if there is real competition, yeah. there's less of it, right? Yes. Because the people that do have the expertise and that are still working with corporates, yes. uh, you know, they're being held back yeah. and they're not in out there in the market. And that's yeah. why the youpreneurs are slowly but surely rising up and taking over. And I think that what will happen, I think the corporations are making a grave mistake. Yeah. A grave mistake at keeping people pulled back. Yeah. I think that, you know, big, big, uh, uh, you, you know, positions like CEOs, COOs, uh, operations directors, these kind of large uh, positions in mm. big, big companies. They should have their personal. Why the bloody hell shouldn't they capitalize on it? You, look, you just look out there. I mean, God forbid I say the word Trump, but he's yeah. done a pretty good job at building yeah. his personal brand up attached to his business. Yes. Richard Branson, yes. which is, you know, his name is not splattered on buildings or anything, but I mean, you know, Richard Branson, the Virgin Group. Yeah, that's The right. guy's a legend. Yeah, Elon and, Musk. <laughs> and, and the business has grown because yeah. of that personal brand. There's tons of people. Elon Musk yes. with what he's doing in his company. I mean, Phenomenal. you know, uh, Zuckerberg with Facebook, they've yes. all got personal brands. Will the will the corporate companies out there just figure out what's going on here? Yes. This stuff works. Yes. But you're right, they're pulling them back. Yeah. And it's making life a lot easier in terms of growth opportunity for the youpreneur out there. Yeah. And also I see that CEOs, or I find when I'm out working with CEOs, is they say, well, I don't want to be out in the spotlight. I don't want to be, you know, I I just want to be behind my people. I want to support the team. I want to support the business for its growth. And I don't know if you find this, but I I, say this isn't even about you. (laughs) Mm. If if you're in total service of your organisation and all these people working for you, that it's time to step up and step beside your brand, not sit like as in the big corporate brand because if you're in total service, then you have the most pivotal role to play uh, and I, around like the leverage that's in that role that you've got. But yes. instead, uh, Aussie, I just find Aussie CEOs, uh, it's a tall poppy that we have here and I know it's quite big in the UK too. Is it they'll sit I think back? So. Yeah, I think, you know, you both the UK... Uh, both in regards to the UK and Australia as markets, we're way more conservative than the United States. We're yeah. less likely to take risks. Um, and I think that's probably going to be at both of our countries' detriment at some point in the next 10 years or yeah. so. Um, I think, you know, something, you see, like, it goes back to, you know, the, the, the piece that I did on Brexit, which was yeah. very positive, And it was like, 
this is how British entrepreneurs can beat Brexit. Um, and, you know, I stand behind my words on that blog post, 100%. You can, you, you know, stop calling it scared. Stop saying the word afraid. Start using words like called or empowered yes. or needed or, you know, um, uh, uh, energized. Instead, like, you know, you could say that I'm really scared about the future in regards to Brexit. Like, I'm really worried. Yes. I'm afraid of what might happen with Brexit. Or the flip side of that coin is you can turn around and say, like, no matter what happens with Brexit, I'm looking at it as an opportunity. I've been called. Yes. My country needs me to stand up and yes. teach people how to ABC. Yes. It's just perspective. Yeah. You can so be a negative SOB or you can be a positive individual that's going to change the lives of the people that you come in touch with. I'd rather be the latter, quite frankly. Yeah. Not just for me and the people that I serve, but also for my children to see me as a, as a leader as well and, and to hopefully inspire them to have the same kind of personality. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that, and I've, I've often said to people, well, if you look at the world leaders who are able to do this and create these changes, why can't you do it? You've got mm. this access to the same resources. You've got a YouTube channel. You've got social yeah. media. You can yeah. do a podcast. This stuff doesn't take multi-million dollar PR campaigns anymore. You've got, if they can do it and you're complaining about it, then why don't you do it? And, and do it, do your version of that. You could not could not agree more with you. And <laughs> and no matter what niche or niche or industry you're in, it doesn't matter. I I worked with a cl a coaching client of mine a few years ago who was uh, extremely passionate about knitting. Right. And she wanted to start a podcast about knitting, but she didn't think it would be you know popular. And I said, well, how many other podcasts are, are out there on knitting? She said only a couple. As well, I think it's an opportunity. I think you should do it. Teach people how to knit. Give them the knitting patterns on the on the website. Give them bop, 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 bop. Last year, she won Podcast of the Year wow. at Media Europe. So, wow. yeah, there you go. There you go, go figure that out. Go. Knitting, knitting, for Christ's sake. Bloody go. knitting. There's All right? <laughs> there's, there's no industry out there. If you can do well with knitting, <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing out there stopping you at all. What an awesome story, Chris. Um, Chris, tell us a, a bit about your Youpreneur community and what your plans are with that. You said you've got your TV channel that uh, you've been working on. I noticed on Facebook you're starting to talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, tell yep. us about your plans for the next 12 to 18 months. What are we so, going to be seeing yeah, you it, doing? It's, it's all, it's all Youpreneur focused. That, yep. Actually, that's the next decade, quite yeah. frankly. This is it. This is my I, – I, I, want, I want to be remembered as the guy who coined that phrase. Yes. That, that term, uh, and I want to be remembered as the guy that has helped, you know, ultimately uh, create a generation of youpreneurs. And so this is this is my life's work. This yes. is my next ten years. This is how I want to touch as many people as possible. Yes. Um, the community continues to grow. We're going to be launching the first youpreneur academy, wow. which is kind of kind of like a step by step handhelded version of the community. In uh, uh, I don't know when this is going to be going out, but this will be um, this will be launched mid January. Uh -huh. uh, we have the first ever Yukon or youpreneur conference planned wow. for London, November next uh, 2017, right. uh, which is going to be great. We're just finalizing the venue. And I've had my eye on one venue and one venue only since the first day that I decided to hold a big conference in, in London. And yes. I think I'm going to get the venue. I'm, I've got my fingers crossed literally as I say that. Uh, but if I get it, 
it's going to be freaking amazing. Wow. I'm so excited about it. So there's that. Um, and then uh, uh, next book, Youpreneur book is coming out uh, towards the end of 2017 as well. That's going to be fun. But yeah, really, it, it for me right now, you know, particularly with, with the launch of Ducker Zone yes. in January 2017, it's I get so many emails and social you know uh interactions from people asking me questions and the other thing is is that i want to try and be more specific and it's hard when you're creating content that's evergreen but i want to try and be more specific in helping people with their businesses right and you know i could have done a a question and answer answer podcast but yeah I wasn't doing a lot of video and I've decided to do more going into 2017. And so a Q&A YouTube show just sounds and feels perfect to me. So, uh, yeah, we actually start shooting next week. So I'm kind of excited about it. Wonderful. So people can submit their questions through to you, Chris, and yep. you, cho- you choose a particular problem that someone has and you just walk yep. through it. Is that right? Just walk through it, give yep. them step-by-step advice and feedback on any ideas that they might have or anything like that. So all they need to do if they want to ask me a question yeah. uh, is just tag, uh, it's just a hashtag DuckerZone. Okay. Uh, anywhere on social, mainly Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Uh, but uh, we'll pick it up pretty much anywhere. Yes. And um, yeah, uh, you know, if the question's good enough, we'll we'll feature it on the show. Wow, how's that? So people have even got an opportunity to get you personally to answer their yeah. question. That's phenomenal. This also came about. I, you know, I get a lot of "Can I pick your brain?" messages, yes. and I just I like my brain just fine the way it is, so I don't <laughs> want to start picking it apart. But I'm but I'm all about trying to give back and, and to help people if I can. Yes. And it's just it's just perfect. It's just yeah. a perfect way of, of saying, yeah, you can pick my brain, just tweet me a question and yeah. I'll put it on the show. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Chris. That's just – and I, th- I think that 2017 really is the year of video. I think this year has been the year of the podcast and I think some people here are still catching up a little bit with that but I think – I don't know if you're finding that but I feel like for us that are the um, – the ones using the, we're seeing the cut through and what works and what doesn't, we're trying all these different things. And so I think next year is, I think, that inspiration to really help other people um, start to communicate with video because that can be a bit of a fear factor. And it's like, oh, I, I need to yeah. lose a bit of weight first. Oh, hang on. I haven't got No, the funny thing <laughs> is is that, that pe- people that have been aware of video yes. um, for a while uh, – have been saying this is the year of video yeah. for like five years yeah. and we are saying it again. Yeah. I will caveat that very, very, very slightly. And I think that 2017 is actually going to be the year of live video. Right. Uh, I think you're going to see, um, I mean, Facebook Live has kind yes. of already taken over from where Periscope was in 2015, yes. which I used incredibly uh, you know, center of attention in terms of what I was doing in 2017. Right. 2016, Facebook Live has really taken over. Mm. And I think 2017, you're going to see Facebook continue to bank a lot on live video on that platform. But I also think that YouTube is going to be very, very closely behind in regards to utilizing that live video mm. element in what they're doing. Um, and I think that live video is going to be the biggest differentiator for youpreneurs 
in 2017 in terms of right. fast growth of their platforms. Uh, right. The fact is when you're live, people can interact with you. Yes. Uh, and, and look, I'm going to be doing Duck as Own. It's a recorded show for YouTube, but I'm also going to be on live video pretty much on a weekly basis as well. Yep. So I'm banking on live video as a way to be able to um, you know, grow my platform in 2017. Yes. And I absolutely suggest that everybody else that wants to become a more well-known youpreneur is going to be doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that's such like, invaluable advice. And it can be a scary thing, can't it? Because it's so, it's so real. And uh, but that's you, the there's reason nowhere why. to hide. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah. the reason why you need to do it yeah. is because it's so real. Yeah. There's no scripts. No. There's no do-overs, no, no editing. It doesn't need to be perfectly lit. You don't have to have a microphone attached to your shirt. Yeah. You know, that's the whole thing. Because of the rawness behind it, people yes. feel like they're getting a really good look into you and what you're all about. Yes. There's no smoke and mirrors. No. It's about as real as you can get. Yeah. And people want real yeah. more so today than ever before in the history of business. Yeah. And you think it'll take over Snapchat? Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, Snapchat, Instagram stories, this is what I call yeah. visual storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still live video. Yeah, it's just not kind of, you know, that sit down type scenario. Like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk said something not so long ago, and he's actually coming on to Youpreneur FM to talk about it in the new year. Wow, fantastic. Where we talk about um, documenting, not creating. Mm. And when he said yes. that, it's like he picked, you know, he got into my head and picked part of my brain out because I'd been thinking about this for a while. I just couldn't put it into words. It was like people want to see what you're doing. They want to see behind the scenes. They want to see what yeah. you, you know, where you are, who you're with and everything. So his, his, old, his adage of documenting, not creating, yeah. I think, is right to a certain degree. I still believe we should be creating great, great content, yeah. but I think we should be documenting how we're creating that great content. Yeah, yeah, and people I, love that. Uh, I agree. I remember seeing that that he said the other day, and even the frequency of the documentation. He said like because he's like six to seven a day, which I think is out of this world for uh, and not for, perhaps for the US in Australia. I think we've still got a bit to catch up there. But if you think about it, though, yeah, think about it logically. To get out your phone and record 10 seconds every hour of your workday, it's not much. No, it's not. And it doesn't need to be anything. It doesn't need to be much at all. I, I'm literally doing it right now. I'm going to do it right now live. What's <laughs> up, Instagram stories? Hope you're all doing well. I'm on a podcast with Jane Anderson down under in Australia right now. After this, I'm going to get my daily green smoothie. What are you up to? And that's it. That's all you have to do. Now I've created my first piece, my first piece of visual storytelling for my community, and later on I'll show them where I'm eating lunch. They don't. It's that, <laughs> we're all voyeurs. It's that voyeuristic tendency that we have. We yes. can't help ourselves, you know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, look, Chris, I'm super mindful of your time. You are just such a wealth of information, and you are <laughs> so phenomenally generous. Not just today, but just in general, I really want to compliment you and uh, acknowledge you for just how generous you are in terms of your expertise and what you do in service of those who have personally branded businesses. So, uh, if, thank you. 
So if we want to find more about the Upreneur uh, community, we go to youpreneur.com. Is there, yep. uh, and where else, do, where can I ask, where else can we direct people if they want to follow you more, find out well, more? You know what, I, I truly everything. do walk the talk, so you can just go to chrisducker.com and you find <laughs> everything there. <laughs> yeah, all, all roads lead to. Yes. All right, terrific. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Chris. I just loved having you. And perhaps we can have you back when we uh, when your book comes out or sure. we'd love to have you back on and uh, and do what we can to support other uh, personally branded businesses and youpreneurs to be able to connect and learn from you too. So uh, it'll, it'll be all my pleasure. I look forward to hopefully meeting you in person when I'm down under next as most, well. Most definitely. I thought I'd catch you on the last trip to the Philippines, but that's not the case. But, uh, but, I'll, um, but maybe in the UK, if I get over there, then uh, I might um, have to pop in for a cup of tea. Yes, you never know. <laughs> never know. High tea. A Yorkshire tea, tea maybe. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Chris, for today. Uh, for those who are listening, remember to jump onto Chris's web- website at chrisducker.com and to be able to uh, check out the Upreneur community that he runs at youpreneur.com and keep an eye out for all the great work that Chris is coming out with next year. And uh, in terms of a uh, reminder to jump on the jane-anderson.com website, you can access the lead generation indicator where you'll be able to identify exactly the sequence and reduce the overwhelm of knowing what to do next to increase your leads. Uh, You'll see the Influencer book and uh, check out the Influencer Institute where you can learn all the clunky mechanical kind of stuff behind the scenes that will make it all work for you. So I wish you a wonderful 2017 and the year ahead. Live in the year of intent. Even if you take, just jot down uh, two or three things, what's even just one, what's one thing that you could take away from all the wealth of information that Chris has shared today of something that you could do and it might be even just even practice with your own video I see a lot of people who hold back on video because they don't know what to do and I go just just practice one (laughs) so uh so you know start really looking at the uh media that you're using for next year or for 2017 because by the time this comes out it'll be 2017 so uh have a fantastic year thank you again Chris and wishing everybody all the very 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 best